We're talking about Shal had gone to the Spider's Oif, and Shal had asked it to try and use the Kayach of Oif, which is the Kayach of Tumah, to bring up the Nefesh of Shmuel Anavi. The Spider's Oif was rightly scared. She knew that uh, Shal had embarked on a campaign to destroy all the Bali Oif, which the terrorist is Nukhayev. And therefore she no longer wanted to practice. She was endangering her life. And she says to him, that I'm scared to do it. There's no child done to all the people who have practices protectionists of Ivan Yudani. And uh, Shal promises her saying, he uh, swears by Hashem, if anything, which literally means if harm will befall you, but Ivan uh, Oslim is never which means Shaul said to her that he promised her she's not doing a very what she's doing. And this is really the time to talk about, that's what we have to do the story, this is really the time to talk about what does Shaul do? Uh, this is something which is the Torah forbids, and Shaul himself was the one who was ensured that the Harakh of the Torah was carried out, and he pretty much eradicated all the, those people who were practicing over Yudani. So how could it be that he himself would then fall to the level where He's looking to the exactly that very that he always prevented, or tries to stop to the other people doing. And uh, the second question is that what was this lady thinking? In other words, when Shaul promises her, saying, "I promise that if no avera will come about," or they both know that uh, trying to use virus over to do something is an avera. That's the second question. The third question. So the lady asks him, who, who, who do you want me to bring up for you? Bring me the Navi Shmuel. And that's also a question which the Mephoshim find great difficulty with. And as you saw previously, Av is a kind of Tumah. And Av can connect to a mace, a dead body, because it's Tomei. And Av can connect to maybe the Nefashis of Rishon and a Tomei. But Shmuel is a tremendous sadik. And then how, how is it possible that every Baras Oiv and every Baras Avera who can, that can, so to speak, interfere with the Tzadikim and cause them to come up through life? How, how does such a thing work? It's interesting that the advice because asked this in one of his trivers, and the advice says something which has disturbed him greatly for many years. Like, how could it be that the Koyach of the Baras Oiv could have an influence in Shmuel? It wasn't someone that, was, uh, that had done anything wrong, and therefore, how can it be that he would be disturbed by this Kayach Tumah. And so you see what the Ragaz answers. But there really is his answer, which I'll we'll see soon, it doesn't really answer the question. And that is that obviously the balance of still thought that she would be able to bring up Shmuel. That's what she tried to do. And Shaul, who went to the Bible to bring him up, so do we understand that Shaul thought he was doing a very heavy way to relate to it? So what does the Rabbah say? Rabbah says that Baris Oiv wanted to bring up Shmuel. And Hashem didn't want to let that happen. Shmuel was a tzaddik. He didn't want uh, the Baris Oiv to have some kind of like, like hold or some kind of ability to affect Shmuel. So rather, so rather than letting the Baris Oiv use the Kachas Atumah to try and connect to Shmuel, really Hashem brought him up, so to speak, as a nice. That that way it wouldn't be through the agency of Oif. And well, there's a famous Chazal on that, which the Advaz wants to explain. And that is, he says that normally the when the Bali the Oif managed to 
connect to the neshamas of people who died, so they saw them standing upside down. Okay, upside down, like with their feet up and their head down. And when, as Shachazal say, and when she saw Shmuel, Shmuel standing right around, which wasn't the way Baris so books. And he wants to explain, that's the, that's the idea over here. And that is that the Baris found a way to connect to the tomb of a person. And in other words, the, natural, the bad in a person is figured represented by the person being upside down. Okay, that's what I was focusing on, was the part of the person which was bad. Whereas by Shmuel, it didn't work. She couldn't connect to it. Shmuel by herself, rather he came with a swim sense, in which case he came standing right around. And that's why she realized this wasn't the result of the oil she was doing. That's what the Ravaz explains. But like I said, the question is that even if it didn't work, but she she thought it would work, she tried to do it. And why, why does she think that it would have an effect on Shmuel, um, the oil she was doing? Also, why does Shaul think? Why does Shaul think it's going to work? Why does Shaul approach it to try and reach Shmuel? But uh, let's say she didn't know. Just like you said before, the people who are doing the same of areas today and have been Darish and Amasim and trying to bring down uh, Nefashas through seances and things like that, they know it doesn't work on Shabbos. It's not worth trying. It's not, it never works. So in other words, they know the, the limits of what they can do. So the same thing over here. If she was about to say... My point is she doesn't know if Shmuel was inside it. Well, she has a reputation, but who knows for sure. Oh, okay. Maybe you can say that she was wondering that maybe she would still be able to bring up Shmuel. That's possible. But I think it's not the Mahalachiyas also. And that is that there was a certain, another, another point you have to explain. I saw something which is maybe a starting point of this idea in Echliyaka, but I'm trying to develop it a little bit further. And that is like this. Like we said, using Oiv which was using uh, the ability to connect to the, the mace through the Koyach Tumah in a certain way was a Dovatami. It was a Dovah which a tariff of bits, and because of that, uh, because of that, it was something which uh, obviously Shul had tried to prevent people doing. Like it says, he destroyed all the practitioners of Ayv and Yehidon in Eretz Yisrael. He knew it was, uh, he knew it was something which was awesome, and he forbade people to do it. He stopped people doing it. Now, that would be, what was the point of Aif? What would it do? So what Rashi tells us, and the, the Gemara says, is it would get a mace to talk. It would get a mace to talk. And how would it do that? It would, uh, the Gemara says that Aif, you don't need, they would either speak from the armpit of the mace, and what is the point of that? So they explain that's the area in the body where it's more, it's considered more of a tumor. And they could connect, so to speak, to the nefesh of the mace in a Tommy way, and then try and ask the mace questions, which the mace could answer. And so the iser, the race of of Oif is speaking to the mace through Oif. Speaking to the mace through Oif, that would be accessing a koyach and that would be something which would be asked to do. And the mashmos of that that the, the if that's the case. The Mashmuel so the child asked for something different, and that is he didn't ask the Baris Oiv to use Oiv to get Shmuel to talk, so to speak, in such a way. What he asked for is highly the In other words, bring me the ne- bring up his nefesh, and that way I'll talk to him. Where I want to talk to him, and if that's the case. So then there was a certain difference here, and that is it wasn't forcing like Oiv would be forcing the mess to talk in a Tommy fashion. The the idea here was that. Shaul knew somebody who knew how to connect to Mesim, and what he wanted to do was 
just connected to Navi Shmuel, and then Shalom to talk to him without the, the, using the means of oil of how to talk. Uh, and because of that, so that's when she said that, listen, I'm risking my life by doing this, the Shal trying to kill the virus. So if you promised her, and you said that's not the Avera of Oif. The Avera of Oif is speaking to the Master of Oif, and all I'm asking to do is hide him, bring, bring him here, and I'll talk to him in a normal way. And because of that, Shal felt that this was something which wasn't included in the Therese Esau. In other words, she wasn't forcing the Mace to speak through life. She was just finding, you know, using her ability to connect to Mace him, to be mad at him, to bring him, and that way Shaul could talk to him. Um, that was the first point. And why did he do that? Because Shaul had no other way to connect to Nevo. Like I said, he didn't have Nevim, and the Rimitim didn't answer him, and he, he, he didn't know what to do. So he thought maybe this is an option that he has, how to connect to, to the Navi Shmuel. We're asking him a question which the Navi would answer with a book, not through Oiv, and that's why he definitely asked for a Navi to come. Uh, and uh, But the, the way to access Shmuel, so he thought maybe they can use the Baris Oiv as a way to access the Nashama, even if they're not going to use Oiv in forcing the Nashama to speak. And in which case, and Shmuel, at least from his point of view, didn't do anything wrong. He just asked her to connect him, to, so to speak, to Navi Shmuel, not necessarily to use Oiv to, to speak to Shmuel for him. Okay, so that's uh, if that's uh, that's a bit of an elaboration and something that more is idea that Kliyakar explains over here. And now uh, with that Haktama, so then the lady thinks that's something she can do. She thinks something she can do because to use a Rakhtama to force the Tari to speak, that she felt was be, uh, wasn't shy, didn't work. But if it's just a matter of being able to connect to the Nefesh of somebody who has Nefta, so that's she knew how to do. And then that way Shaul would ask what he wanted, it wouldn't be that necessarily working through the, speaking through the oiv, in other words, using the oiv as a way to make him speak. Now, that's the first part. Now the question is the other part, and that is, um, it worked to the extent that Shmuel came. Well, why do you want to come? Not only that, the Gemara says, in Salat and Chazal, a scary midrash. And that is when Shmuel was happily in Ganeiden, and then he felt he was being disturbed to be brought out of Ganeiden. So he was scared, maybe he's being taken back to be judged. It's maybe being taken back to be judged, and that's why he goes to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he says to Moshe, Moshe, I want you to come and give ages for me, that, I, that there's nothing I didn't keep in the Torah. And that way, that way, whoever wants to judge me, um, will see that I've done nothing wrong. That's the Gemara says in Chagiga. And this Gemara is a very strange Gemara, it needs explanation. Why was he worried he was being judged for something? What did he do wrong to a scanner? And also, if a person is being judged, so the best of Shemayla knows the MS. Why does he need Moshe Rabbeinu? It's not like you're being judged by a person who doesn't know, you need a character reference. So you bring somebody along to tell them what a good guy you are. And the best of Shemayla knows the MS very well. And if that's the case, what's Moshe Rabbeinu going to come and help him? Why is that going to be, some, so to speak, an advocate on his behalf? That was something the best of Shemayla wouldn't know. So the answer is that there's a bigger image over here. That is like this. The Atzim, Shmuel was a tzaddik. He didn't do anything wrong. He was a Navi Hashem, he was a leader of Klai Yisrael. Shmuel was a big tzaddik. But we know that there's a principle in the Din. And the principle of the Din is that just like a person is responsible for their mercy, and they're going to stay in judgment on what they did in life and how they spent what they did right and wrong, so a person is responsible for their students as well. And if that's the case, if a person's um, got a student who does something wrong, 
It could be an, a reflection on the Rebbe. Had you taught him better, maybe you would have done that. Had you been given him more Musa, maybe or maybe inspired him more, or developed more Yerushalayim, maybe it wouldn't have happened. And because of that, there's a second level of responsibility a person has to the people that he was meant to be leading and guiding, the people he was meant to be teaching. And because of that, if they're going to get punished, or they did something wrong, then maybe it's going to be a reflection on him. Now, with that in mind, you must remember that Shaul was considered to be Shmuel's Talmud. Shmuel was the one who originally anointed Shaul as the king. Shmuel was the one who directed him how to become the king. And now we know that through the agency of Shmuel, he got in the word twice. So if you're going to ask who was Shaul's Rebbe, who was responsible for Shaul, for Shmuel. And that's how we saw when Hashem took the mantles away from Shaul, and says Shmuel cried the whole night. Why? Because this was his, so to speak, Shaul grew to the kingdom and his tutelage. This is like his uh, pupil, his and his chus. And now that Shaul lost the kingship, so then Kido, it was uh, Shmuel's Talmud, Shmuel's Talmud, which was, which was, uh, which was being punished. If that's the case, like we know, this is just before Shaul's going to get punished. Like we know, this is just before uh, the the battle in which that's going to be the punishment for Shaul for the various that he did, both by knife and by Amalek, like we'll see. And because of that, like the Gemara says, the Mason have some kind of awareness of what's going on in the world. The, the the Mason, especially the Tzadikim, oh, have, a, have a certain awareness of what's happening in the world. Okay. And therefore Shmuel like, knows, like you're going to see it, Shaul's about to be punished. Right. And now he feels he's being summoned. Now Shmuel's worry is, maybe I'm going to be held liable for what Shaul did wrong. Because not that I did anything wrong, but since Shaul's my student, and now he's being judged and he's going to be condemned to being punished, so then maybe it reflects on me. I didn't teach him properly. In which case, when Charles bring, I mean Shmuel, so to speak, feels he's being summoned, he, he has a real reason to worry. And that is, it must be that now that Charles is being judged, they're going to look, who was Charles Rebbe? Where is he in the picture? What did he do right or wrong? And that's why Shmuel is scared of the din. It's not because he had a guilty conscience of something he had done himself wrong, there wasn't anything. Shmuel was a tremendous tzaddik. But rather, maybe that now that Charles is being judged, maybe that's going to, in some way, reflect, on. reflect badly on him. And... Uh, that's why, and that's, and we can even say a bit more than that. It could even be that Shmuel knew that he was being brought up because of Shaul. Because he didn't realize it was through the agency of the Baal Asaif. He thought it was by the base of Shemana. But he knew it was because of Shaul. And because of that, he wants to, he wants to defend himself against any accusation, against any accusation that maybe he didn't do a good job um, with Shaul, and that's why he's being punished. Could it be as well that, that, uh... Now, if that's the case, so then why why is Shmuel going to ask Moshe to help him? Well, what's what's Moshe going to? If, if the problem is that there's a, that Shmuel was choishesh, maybe the problem is I'm being brought up because of my uh, of Shol of my student Shol. So why is Moshe going to going to be the one to help help Shol? Why is Moshe going to be the one to help Shol? So there's more than one way to explain this. The one way to explain this is that. Basically, we, we find by Moshe also, in Baal Moshe also, the people who were meant to be your students got punished, and yet it's not a reflection on Moshe. It wasn't. It was not a reflection on Moshe. Okay. On the contrary, we say they were wrong for not listening to Moshe more, or not accepting what Moshe told them to do. And it wasn't that Moshe was to blame, they were to blame. As an example, by Korach. 
Bakayach, no one blamed Moshe that why that why wouldn't you deal with these people better if they turned against you? It was clear that Moshe had done nothing wrong and they were to blame because they were the ones who hadn't who hadn't listened to Moshe, had rebelled against Moshe. And the simple prayer is Shmuel wants Moshe to test on his behalf. That even if Shaul was considered a student and did the wrong thing and he's now being punished, it's nothing to the Shmuel. It's nothing to Shmuel. Shmuel did the job he was meant to do. And if Shal decided not to listen, then Shmuel is not to blame for that. Just like we learned from Moshe was to blame for Korach. On the contrary, Moshe was the it was Moshe's chus that Korach got punished. That's one. Yeshua also made mistakes after Moshe had passed. Yeshua was also considered a big tzaddik. We don't find that. Even if the mistake he made, but we don't find Moshe was ever held accountable for. Yeah. You're sure. So that's the one reason because that he brought Moshe back with him. So we'll see in a moment. So because of that, Shmuel feels he's being summoned, he feels because of Shal, and therefore his skin is being judged for Shal, so he brings Moshe to defend him. And like I said, this was something unique. Now the Baris Oiv, they don't try and uh, get him to speak, but they try to bring him up. And what's the difference? The difference is we say lots of times, the different chalakim to a person. Which means there's a part of his nefesh which connects to his body, there's a part of his ruach which is identity, there's his neshama which is, is his connection to Hashem. And Shmuel is obviously a tremendous static, one of the greatest Nabim, so his ruach was in Ganeden with his neshama. The only part here in this world would be his nefesh. And now because of that, um, the Baris Oif could have tried to connect his nefesh to the Oif. But rather than that, he decides to try and bring his ruch down from Shemayim, from Galadin, where it was. And that's not in the category of the Baris Oif to do. Like we said, something Tommy can't get into Makkah of Kedusha. And therefore, the, the answer must be that Rosh Hashem wanted Shmuel, so to speak, to come down to give some kind of a to Shal. And that's why it says that Shmuel was scared because he's being requested to come from Galadin. That's a higher part of him. Yeah, so that's what Zulayi does. And when she meant, and because of that, when the nefesh of Shal of Shmuel, so to speak, descends, so what happens? The terror is Shmuel. There he sees that she's brought back to the love of Shmuel. She started screaming in a loud voice. So she says to Shal, Why did you treat me? Because you're Shal. And how did she know that? How did she know that? In other words, the fact that he's standing, that, that she saw. Shmuel come, so now that convinced her this is Shal. How much you meant to know that? Yeah. So, so the simple fact, based on what you said earlier, is that what she knew was that she's not going to be able to, so as to speak from Oiv to Shal. All the best she can do is she can try and uh, convince his, so to speak, him to come it, he can be spoken to. And the fact that he, he, he came, so to speak, standing with like, feet down and head up. Which is not the normal way, it's the opposite of how I've usually worked. So she knows this wasn't through the mind of life. But now there's another question. And that is, what took Shmuel to come? For what reason would Shmuel have to come? There wasn't, a, so to speak, there wasn't something that obligated him. So why would, why would he come? So, so the answer is, like we said, because he'd come to give Shalom message. And it's a message of a message of Aif, which is like we said, he came normally the right around, and that's what she sees. And we made that she understands that. And if that's the case, it's not, she didn't use Aif to try and force him to speak, it means he came to give a message, 
So then she understands who would not give a message to. It must be he's giving a message to Shal. That's what she says to the person who had come to ask her, why are you cheating me? You Shal yourself. Don't be afraid, Kimara Isa. Tell me what you saw. Which means it's like I saw angels coming out of the ground and it's not Shiravim. It's like when it dying from that Moshe Rabbeinu came back with Shmuel. And they thought they were going to be Amit Badin. So Moshe accompanied them, but in the end they were brought down to here. So that's what she says. Um, so he asks her, he couldn't say anything, so he asks her, the, what you saw, the, the apparition or the vision you saw of someone coming from the ground, what do you look like? My Torah. How do you describe him? But tell me, she says, Ish Zaken Oile. It's an old man who's, who's been coming up. He's wearing a me'il. Because, like we saw, that from when he was a little, little boy in the Mishkan, and his mother made him a me'il to wear, and she used to dress each time she came to Shinra, the Pasuk said. So that was the way that Shmuel used to dress. So he, he recognized this must be Shmuel. Shmuel recognizes Shmuel, and if we bow down to him, as a sign of COVID. Now, and now we see that uh, they're not talking through Oiv, they're talking regularly to each other. Which means the need a certain Kayach, maybe, a spirituality that, that, in order to bring the Neshama here, but the tool which was normally used, which was Oiv, which was by forcing the Neshama to speak in a Tommy way, and we don't find over here. Okay. Uh, one more. So now that's that. So now Shmuel and Shal can communicate with each other again. So where Shmuel, Shmuel starts talking. Shmuel and Shal. Shmuel says, "Let me get here, guys. Why did you make me worried, like, concerned?" To bring me up. In other words, I, didn't, I was I was afraid of being brought out of the head and thought I was being punished. And now it's coming down from here. So why did you do that to cause me to take me out of Ghanaian? So what's Shal's answer? Yeah, Michelle. Shal says in response to Shmuel's question, Sari might I'm in a very great position of of sorrow, of, of of pain, of punishment, of difficulty. The person were fighting me, but I came somewhere over there and I knew it. And Hashem doesn't answer me anymore. Come be at the Nevim, whether it's Nevim, come be Chalemis, all through dreams, the Ekralacha, the Jenimas. That's what I called you to ask what to do. Why did you first ask the Nevim, which was still around? Why, why do you have to go to. Why do you have to go to Shal? To Shmuel? So I can hear that the Nevi'im that he had, and he asked, he said, no. And therefore, when he decides he has to go to, some, to a higher level, such as Shmuel. And the second part um, of the Pasuk, where it says um, that he tried the Nevi'im, he tried dreams, it leaves out the third thing he tried. The Pasuk said he tried the Rima to me too. It also didn't work. And the first important thing about the Rosh he didn't want to mention the Rebbe to me. Why? Because since that, would, that could be a source of, of, of Shmuel's response. He said, of course the Rebbe Tzimim is not going to work. You killed all the Kanyim. So he tried to avoid that, so that wouldn't become an accusation on him. Which means, at this stage, Shal himself realized he did the wrong thing. He's not defending the Kanyim, he realized he did the wrong thing. And that's why he knows that if he's going to 
um, that's what he's going to bring, and Shmuel's going to give him Nusuf from why he's still in the Kaidah. So that's the uh, that's the basis. And then for Shal I need to know what to do, and I have to ask you because no one else answers me. And even if it involved an also way of bringing up the Nefesh in the base, Shal obviously, like we saw from the Tzarech of maybe Asadus Rabbi, whatever the case might be, he justified that that was something he was allowed to do. So that's why he explains to Shmuel, that's why he constantly to justify why it was that um, he, he felt that he could bring him up and, and try and ask the government. So there's two points to Shmuel's answer. We'll see the first point now, the second point is next time. But yeah, Shmuel. So Shmuel says back to him, why are you asking me? Hashem sorry me Hashem is left you, why are you There's no word of being your opponent. He's being on the side opposite to you. In other words, what you're experiencing in that is, is the part of the fact that Hashem sorry me Hashem left you. What does it mean, Why do you ask me? Does that mean he doesn't know? Probably not. We find it later on. He does say never. So. We have to explain that the Pasuk, what he meant was, why you ask me to change something? In other words, all the things that happen, is just, that's what he deserved. And he meant that that's, uh, that's the punishment. And therefore, why are you asking me for Hashem to take it away? That's the starting point. In other words, rather than giving Shashan to speak, Shmuel starts by like accusing him of why did you bring me up and Charles to defend himself first and then he says because of the, the, the situation he was in if like we said before it wasn't really the case of the Torah so then there would be maybe a bit more of a justification for Shal that he felt Joseph had to do what he was doing and you to see that that, that that himself didn't change the verdict was the, the poor, what he was told was going to happen to him which we'll see next time